is the problem. You got all the questions? Sorry, listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? I've never seen anything like this. Could cause uh, everybody to freak out. This is a new way, and it's a new day. It is broccoli in the microwave. Because consciousness is expanding. This is when you guys are supposed to cheer. Please clap. Are you serious? Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I think we should have that conversation. I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. So the text, which came in like three minutes ago, said, just got here, just pulled in, running up the stairs. Uh, now, I don't know why if the white flash was in a hurry to go up the stairs and not take the elevator. I think we may be about to witness the first on-air fatal heart attack. Ladies uh, and gentlemen. I thought about it. That's a bad idea. The stairs are a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> you can't run five flights of stairs. Hey, That's not... Well, you can. You can. If There's you're a bear after younger you and that. more fit than I am. Exactly. So the elevator. And uh, remembering every time I get in the elevator, Ben or Hurry, that we learned last year that the closed door button is not hooked to anything in most elevators. Yeah. Yeah. Why they put it in there, I don't know, but it's not hooked up to anything. Closed door. Um, uh, welcome to the show, blah, blah, blah. I think we all know who our general manager is today. If people lived 170 years, Jack, he'd be the dead-on frontrunner and favorite Joe Biden in the presidential race. Wow, so you're going with age is what's holding him back right off the bat. It's a factor, man. Mm. It's a factor. We're going to talk about that later. What's with all the 80-year-olds getting in? Uh, we got some clips from his opening video. Have you watched the opening video yet for Joe Biden? I've just heard the audio of the video. Yeah. It's interesting the angle he goes with. We won't... Uh... Spoil it for you, but he uh, he partic- he picks a particular moment in the Trump presidency to to uh, to rally around and oh. claim that he makes his his argument for running for president around, and um, it's the moment he said he realized we were fighting for the soul of the country. Ah, and from what I read, a lot of people agree with him. Uh, do enough people agree with him? Who knows? We'll all know, Jack. In just 500 and some short days. Well, yeah. We, I, like, I like that joke as much as anybody, but we're going to yeah. pick, the, 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 we'll pick who runs against Trump a lot earlier than that. And uh, When's the convention, though, where it actually, well, we'll know before that. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll probably know about a year from now. Oh, late, boy. late, mid, late that's spring. The good news. <laughs> but it'll suddenly be whittled down to the last couple by, by a year from now. Yeah. At the very least. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll hear a little from the Joe Biden uh, announcement video. He is the front runner. I mean, I don't know. I like mocking, talking about this as much. But he is the guy, that, according to the polls, is the front runner to run against Donald J. Trump, who's the least popular president in terms of unfavorables that we've had, maybe ever. Right, right. And Joe Biden's candidacy peaking at mark. <laughs> 
Let's now introduce we'll everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm tired, but I'm relieved this morning and happy. Joe Biden's running for president. I wasn't sure if he was going to. So uh, and you didn't up, know what you'd do if he didn't. Right. I was up all night wondering about this. <laughs> but, Tossing um, and turning. Yeah. Will he get in you know, or it's, will he not? It's funny. <laughs> since you mentioned that and we were just talking about it, I, try, I, I can't even imagine trying to explain to my wife why she should care about this. <laughs> <laughs> she would listen respectfully for a little bit and then go back to whatever she was doing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if I look at it that way, it's kind of... I'm just we've we've taken a step down in terms of absurdity because the whole will he announce when will he announce will it be the official I mean that was just that was just I mean the the term nothing burger doesn't it, <laughs> no, it was an no. entire nothing cow I mean it was just <laughs> yeah nothing burger oh, oh, gives it too much credit right right the height of absurdity <laughs> I haven't seen his online video yet, but I hear he's on a high dive and he speaks to the crowd and he does a triple and <laughs> then goes that, into the pool. That is accurate. It's absolutely. <laughs> and he bench presses 400 pounds 20 times. That's hilarious, Michael. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, big day, big day. Avengers Endgame tonight. Mm. I already got my ticket reserved. I will be seeing it. And as in such, in preparation for the three-hour movie that is the culmination of a 22-movie uh, expanded universe. This is the twenty third of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I, I don't know. That's plenty. I don't know one thing about the Avengers. What this? I keep hearing the title. I know it's going to be the biggest movie opening ever. I don't have the slightest idea what it is. It's three hours, so I am under hydrating all day, so I do not have a bladder emergency at some point <laughs> during the final climactic hour. Just let it um, go. Uh, I have here a list in front of me. Uh, some one of these websites uh, interviewed a urologist asking for uh, advice on how to avoid going to the bathroom for those three hours. Man, three hours is a Long movie. That's uh, yeah, that's Braveheart territory. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I don't mind a really long movie, but I'd rather watch it at home. Critics are liking this movie, though. I mean, critics are movie critics. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of them. Sean put it in front of me yesterday. Lots of course, of them. maybe the papers in a desperate plea to survive are now hiring uh, critics who enjoy children's movies. <laughs> so they'll get a few clicks reviewing these idiot punch a You know, I'm going to have to ask you, Sean, later for, for people in the audience who are like me who have no idea what an Avenger is. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about what it is just in case they want to go or their, their friends are going or their kids are going or something. I don't know. I imagine people reacting to me the same way your wife would react to you discussing Joe Biden and why this is important. <laughs> Trying to keep a pleasantly uh, engaged look on their face. Well, I like to know what's huge. If there's a, if there's a the biggest band in the history of music, I'd like to know what they are and what music they play. Sure, yeah. And yeah. so I feel the same way about this movie, even though I probably won't see it. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Uh, speaking of physically fit, went out for a vigorous walk yesterday, and I ran into the woman who lives next door to me. She was uh, very curious about the repair truck that was out in my in front of my house the other day when my washing machine broke. Mm. And as we're walking along, I explained what had happened and how I had wet wash everywhere and that. And she very kindly looked over to me and said, you know, if this ever happens again, you may always come over to my house and do your wash in my Aww. There you go. That's that was very, very, very nice. The neighborliness yes. that so, used to exist in America when yes. Joe Biden was young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. The, the 40s. Yes. Reaching across the back fence. Right. You know? I miss that, oh. America. Yeah. So, so here's the move. You go over there, and, you, and you, you're in some, you know, you're doing yard work. You got dirty clothes on. You say, hey, I, so I take it in my head. Washing machine on the fritz, taking it up on your offer. Thank you. And then you just start stripping what you're wearing uh-huh. in front uh-huh. of the washing machine. And then 
The saxophone music starts playing. I don't. This is how the movies I've seen. Play. <laughs> right, right. And then yeah. I. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No. No. Wow. We've turned it to. Gee, how tawdry. Exactly. Oh my God. A neighborly, kindly moment turned into that. Anyway, that is a nice story. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is. It'll. It's an historic day. Thursday, April twenty fifth. The year 2019, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. Hey, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Filing for our candidacy at Mark. I'm angry with myself for having been put in the position, put myself in the position, of having to make this choice. And I am uh, no less frustrated with the environment of presidential politics. Be that as it may, I've concluded that I will... Stop being a candidate for president of the United States. Oh, my God. Joe Biden dropped out already? Yeah. He just yep. got in like two hours ago. No, I told you he peaked like a minute and a quarter ago. <laughs> he was looking at the polls. He saw himself falling. So is that him dropping out in 88 or 2004? Uh, 87, <laughs> I believe. So, yeah, the 88 timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Since he's run and dropped out twice before. Yeah. My Dang. man had thinning hair in 1987. Well, running again. Elected yeah. to the U.S. Senate, the world's most exclusive club, in 1972. Whew. 1972. Wow. It's really quite amazing. Wow. Anyway, more on uh, one Joe Biden coming up. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? As you've been talking about Biden's presidential campaign rollout, hoping once again that fear sells. Vlad Putin, North Korean mediator in chief. And one major American city now has its own poo map coming up. By the way, Joe Biden decrying the uh, the coverage of campaigns and the climate that presidential campaigns are waged in in 87. Oh, it boy. hasn't gotten any better. Oh, boy. In terms of stupid. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Got a little of this, a little that. Fine freedom, love, and quote of the day. Shocking news about facial recognition, in-store facial recognition, I should say. Why Joe Biden did get out in 87 and what the climate was like yeah. then, which it's still like now, times 10, is pretty a pretty interesting story. Love to hear it. Maybe we'll get to that at some point. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you are going to craft on your own, you are giving sole power to craft how we choose a president. You couldn't hardly come up with a stupider way than the way we do it. The things that we pay attention to and focus on, it's just moronic. Anyway, more on that later. Coming up next on Soul Power. <laughs> Vice President Joe Biden is into the race, and Donald Trump has tweeted, Welcome to the race, Sleepy Joe. Oh, boy. Which is awesome. Sleepy Joe. What is it with the, the shots of people's need for rest? I, I, I guess if you can get by in four hours of sleep a day and, and uh, you, you, you hold it over other people. Well, yeah, it's, it's the great human tendency. I, I've tried to fight it myself, to, assuming that our strengths are strengths of character 
And our flaws are just genetic, and we can't help those. But the good stuff about me, that's because I'm a great man. That's my choice. Right, exactly. I just choose to be better than you at the things I do. Uh, Mailbag. You know what? We have so much great correspondence from the good folks. We'll sprinkle it in throughout the day. Not, But, but is he going to try to paint Biden as it's tired? Old? Partly. Oh, okay. Hey, he he did call him 1% Joe once last week in a tweet, and I thought, that's not a bad shot. Uh, From previous previous runs is what he'd be talking about. Oh, oh I thought it was like 1%er. I was going to say, Trump's a billionaire, allegedly. <laughs> so, uh, freedom-loving quote of the day from Milton Friedman. Every friend of freedom must be as revolted as I am by the prospect of turning the United States into an armed camp by the vision of jails filled with casual drug users and of an army of enforcers empowered to invade the liberty of citizens on slight evidence. You know, I read that for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, I love Milton Friedman. Uh, But it's such a delicate balance when we have tens of thousands of people dying uh, from the opioid thing right now. What what responsibility do we owe our fellow citizens as a society? I mean, that's uh, it's way down the philosophical road what's the role of government, but are you saying you should lock up people to save them from themselves? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just okay. saying... Because um, that's what that's what locking up people doing drugs was in right. theory, right? That's, I'm doing this for your own good. You shouldn't uh, be taking drugs. Right, right. The, the libertarian twist on that, of course, is that uh, drugs will ruin your life. So if we catch you with drugs, we'll ruin your life. Um, but there's there is a difference between... You know, smoking pot and and shooting heroin straight into your arteries. I mean, uh, does society have an interest in preventing any of it? You ask different people, you get a lot of different answers. It's just a heck of an interesting topic. Taking any of the opioids recreationally, which then you end up addicted to. Right, right. Well, so pot's legal now, increasingly across the U.S., and soon will be, I'd imagine, uh, federally and everywhere. Um, What about cocaine? What about heroin? They're addictive. Well, plenty of things are addictive, and they're legal. Uh, it's just it's, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough nut in free society. Uh, moving along, uh, Christian from Utah with a somewhat uh, critical uh, note, critical of me, Joe Getty. Joe, your harrowing tale about bravely staring down a mighty mountain lion cub. It was not a cub, sir. It's full grown. Has been completely called it a kitten. It was it was like 125 pounds. It was either a full-grown female or a uh, a, a yearling male, a sturdy young man. Now that lion. that got that hiker or bike rider or whatever that choked one to death not long that ago. That was a kid. That was like a five-pound cat. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're <laughs> he choked a kitten to death. Harrowing tale about bravely staring down a mighty mountain lion cub has been completely canceled canceled out by your admission of using a bidet whilst <laughs> drinking wine and flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't even hang on to that heavy, heavy wine bottle. It's no wonder you snuck right up on the mountain lion. They can smell real men coming from a mile away. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, wait a minute. This is unfair. That's pretty funny. Uh, you are narrowly avoided your wife telling your kids your father was mauled to death by a mountain lion, kids, but at least he had a clean hiney. Oh, jeez. All kidding aside, buy a bidet. I can't say that on the air, Christian. Uh, just watch out for them mountain lions. That is a very funny email. <clears throat> we have plenty, plenty you try. Also, Ryan would like to thank me for an error, an unfortunate error I made during the One More Thing podcast, in which I was trying to make reference 
to uh, Jennifer Lawrence's uh, uh, part that Ken Bone uh, mentioned when he was Ken Bone. Mm-hmm. He was the originator, obviously, of getting Ken Boned. Um, and I accidentally uh, made reference to Elizabeth Warren's <laughs> hind end. Oh, right. Um, that was awful. And, uh, Jeez, that was awful. And uh, on so many levels, I believe um, there was uh, there was uh, liquid sprayed on the computer. I'm so sorry, uh, <laughs> and I can't read that, Ryan. Let's see. Uh, ah, you having a good time, Joe? So, uh, guys, my thoughts were uh, in sync with yours. Um, to not take social media down during an unspeakable event, but then I started thinking about it, and I remembered the. Uh, uh, the thoughts of coordinated events on the scale of 9-11, followed by a flood of misinformation across the spectrum of social uh, media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, blaming a myriad of, well, got this, you got to proofread your emails. This is unreadable. I thought the thoughts were interesting, but so lots of blame followed by countless doctored videos um right pointing the blame at anyone but themselves the actual perpetrators i think the, the ultimate point of that new york times piece that i read yesterday by their tech reporter who said i hate to say this but i think taking down social media in a crisis is a good idea the ultimate point at the end was we can't do it in the united states uh we just don't we don't have the sort of government control that they have in some countries mm-hmm. but human beings are not set up at least currently to deal with social media it just it has it has been more harm than good in terms of uh, dealing with with situations like this. I don't think there's any doubting that whatsoever. Shutting it down is not an option, though. But yeah, you have a a big... Imagine 9-11 in the world of Twitter and Facebook and everything else. And if Russia's involved and China and, and whoever else who wants to whip up fear. Right. Fear, anger, misdirected blame. Fake videos. Right. Right. Well, we're, we're probably going to find out what that looks like. We had Rosie O'Donnell pushing that. But, uh, we're probably going to find out what that looks like at some point. The rest of Trump's tweet about Joe Biden getting in the race is pretty funny. I do want to get into the stuff of what drove Joe Biden out of the 87 race, just because it's interesting in terms of the way presidential politics are covered, then as now. And it's crazier now than it was then. It's a rough game. Just watch the uh, video. It's uh, His announcement video? Yes. Okay, we'll have to talk about that, too. That's the news of today, is Biden's in with his video. And it's an interesting uh, angle to go with. To jump in, wouldn't you say? I would say, yeah. Plus, I have a stunning indictment of his candidacy ready. His Based current, on the video. His current candidacy? Yes, okay. depending on one technical question. Okay. Do they do their own closed captioning, or does YouTube do it for them? Oh, I didn't see the closed captioning. I don't know. Oh. I don't think you do your own closed captioning. I don't think that's the way it works, does it? Uh, you certainly could. If you, if you have a video that you want people to be able to read, you'd mm-hmm. put it on there yourself, but... I don't know. It wasn't on the video I saw. So. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah probably isn't. Uh, let's get. The I'd n- like to withdraw my stunning <laughs> indictment of the Biden campaign. Let's get. The there n- were typos in the closed captioning. Yeah, it's I like that's sloppy. Yeah, well, that's usually when the yeah. you know the computer's trying to keep up with whatever's being. It's right. doing text to speech. Yeah, essentially. Right. Yeah. Now the, or speech to text. Anyway, let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is already offering Joe Biden a Twitter welcome to the presidential primary race. 
quoting now. Welcome to the race, Sleepy Joe. I only... Sleepy Joe. Is that going to be the nickname he goes with as he runs against Joe Biden? I guess so. I only hope you have the intelligence, long in doubt, to wage a successful primary campaign. This is not the way other races have begun. <laughs> I think. I think in the past, generally, people have said, uh, you know, welcome to the race if they say anything. I wish the senator well and look forward to an opportunity to... Argue about the issues in front of the American people. You might, if you're feeling saucy, say. And I am. I look forward to arguing socialism versus capitalism, as I believe capitalism is the way to go. Or something like right, that. Right, right. Frame an issue. But the whole, I hope you have the intelligence, long in doubt, to wage a <laughs> successful campaign is a, is a new angle. But wow. we, live, we live in a new time. It will be nasty. We live in a new time. Well, that's exactly what the president's uh, tweet says, Joe. It will be nasty. You will be dealing with people who truly have some very sick and demented ideas. But if you make it, I will see you at the starting gate. Well, it'll get nasty, first of all, from other Democrats. Because now everybody's got to bring him down if they want to get the nomination. Sure. One way or another. And... Um, I had another really good, I thought really good point, but it flitted out of my head. It will be a, nasty. Because of well, my age. <laughs> you, you just questioned the man's intelligence. I'd say it's nasty already. Nasty in doubt. Yeah. Again. I'll think of it later. In his campaign announcement video, Biden rolled out a rather grim message rebuking the rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in August of 2017. It was there on August of 2017 we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open. Their crazed faces, illuminated by torches, veins bulging, and burying the fangs of racism, chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. Biden going after President Trump's handling of the uh, of the event after it happened. He said there were quote some very fine people on both sides, very fine people on both sides. With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And in that moment. I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. Well, clearly what needs to happen today, and I think probably will happen, is everybody needs to take a look at, at the full uh, portion of the speech that President Trump gave at that time, statements, put them in context, and decide if uh, if we feel it's as abhorrent as Biden says in that video. Uh, we yeah. need to revisit that issue. Since Indeed, Biden's, I have the transcript in front of me. Since Biden's making that his pivot point. I remembered what I was going to say. Um... This is an opportunity, uh, Trump's tweet, welcome to the race, Sleepy Joe, you're not smart enough to run for president. Um, this is a chance for Biden to either let a pitch go by or swing at every pitch the president shows, throws at him, mm. like a lot of candidates, and, and figure out if he's smart enough to not swing at every pitch. Yeah, but this pitch is not every pitch. You think you got to go ahead to that? and take a lash at this one? I just let it, it go it away. It fits, it, but I'm just if I were Joe Biden's uh, campaign manager, I'd say, "Hey, this fits in perfectly with the theme of your video that that Trump is ruining the tone and spirit of the country." So mm-hmm. go ahead and, and comment. If on If you one. could dig up, you know, this might work if you could dig up past quotes from Obama, Bush, Clinton, whoever, what they said when people got into the race, and it was probably something like, "We just." We just said, mm-hmm. I welcome, you know, the challenge. That's what's great about America is the competing ideas, something like that. 
and compare it to what Trump said. Mm-hmm. That might work. Yeah. Russian President Vladimir Putin and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un talking about North Korea's nuclear weapons program. Kim and Putin meeting today in Russia. Putin afterward expressing his willingness to be a mediator in the stalled talks between the U.S. and the North. Thanks for the help. He came out of the meeting saying he's eager to get in touch with President Trump and tell him everything he and Kim discussed, saying, no secrets here. A couple of the world's worst criminals getting together. And it turns out San Francisco now has a new updated poo map. Finally. The city has a number of troubles with homelessness, and there's about 7,500 of them at last count. With that kind of population comes a host of problems, including an increasing amount of human waste in the streets. Well, OpenTheBooks.com collected all the reports of human feces handled by the Department of Public Works going back for eight years, and they have created a map showing locations where city workers have had to respond to complaints. I'm not sure what good that does you, really, as a pedestrian. And we should get into this, that it's been decided they are going to have this mega homeless shelter in a very uh, tony neighborhood of San Francisco. The residents are very unhappy about it. No, 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 no. You've misread that. The residents are very happy about it because they're compassionate and they believe that we all owe it to each other, et cetera. They're very progressive. This could end up being some sort of turning point in that argument, and then that argument spreads right. out to other cities across the country of, okay, enough's enough. Mm, boy, if San Francisco goes down that road, yeah, yeah. And if you want to check out what a poo map looks like, we have it linked at armstrongandgetty.com. Again, unless it's incredibly up-to-date. That's not that useful. Yes. As a uh, fellow who has plied the streets of San Francisco more times than anybody could count, I will tell you this. Y- you have to look down, which is unfortunate. It's one of the g- most beautiful cities on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't want to step in human poo, and it's everywhere, so you got to right, oh, keep your eyes down. And let's add in a significant amount of dog poo as well. Because I, I believe, yeah. and I have not studied this in a scientific way, but I believe people walking their dogs and seeing human caca about get a little less rigorous about cleaning up after the dog. So I can understand yeah. that. It's difficult to take in the sights when you're yeah. trying to prevent stepping in. You know what? And I'm, I'm sorry. I'm making everybody sick, and I apologize. NBA playoffs. The Warriors stunned by L.A. last night. Blew in the left wing for three. He put it in. Counted it a foul. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right, Pure settle down, madness. son. From Sweet Lou. Lou Williams saving the day late in the fourth quarter as the Clippers held off the Warriors 129-121 in Game 5 of their playoff series. The Clippers were the Warriors in the last three minutes of the game. They dominated. And that's uh, two home playoff losses in a row for Golden State. First time that's happened since the Cavaliers sent them packing. That's your news. A couple I'm, of years back. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So while I hope we were joking yesterday when we said we'd have four hours of coverage about Joe Biden getting into the race, we do have a couple of interesting angles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Since, since his announcement video is all about Charlottesville and the president's speech, we need to revisit that speech. Yep. And it is going to be discussed why he got out the first time he ran for president when he was run out of the race. The issues involved, plagiarism, etc. We'll have to talk about that at some point. Yeah, it's all really interesting. We won't have the droning, dumb cable news coverage of it. Just the, you know, the good stuff, and then we'll forget about them probably for weeks. What happens if you see a leg fall out of the sky, and then a skydiver missing a leg land nearby? 
I think I'm uh, connecting the two. Maybe we'll get to that story. I'm connecting the dots, Jack. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So honest to God, I promise, I promise you, we're not going to talk for four hours about Joe Biden announcing he's running for president. Everybody knew he was going to run for president. It's 558 days away, the election. Only half the country votes anyway. (laughs) There's all kinds of reasons. Yeah. But on this day that he got in, there's a couple things we should have mentioned. He's an interesting character, there's no doubt. Heck of a story, you know, ups, downs, flaws, strengths. Loves, losses. Mm. Uh, probably worth mentioning. This challenges, is, overcoming those challenges. Mm. This is me justifying talking about this at all. He is in first place nationally. He's in first place in Iowa. He's in first place in New Hampshire. He's in first place in Nevada. He's in first place in South Carolina. All your first states and nationally. But is he an empty vessel? So he is currently the front runner um, by whatever standard you measure it. So, uh, and we're going to play the entire three and a half minute video that he put out today uh, a little bit later in the program and discuss um, the angle he's decided to go with and why he should run against President Trump. But it is going to be brought up that he has run twice and lost. Now, he ran in 2004 with a whole bunch of other Democrats and uh, John Kerry ended up getting the nomination. Um, uh, But a bigger one was in 1987. He ran for uh, to run against uh, H.W. Bush. And uh, was doing really well in the polls. It was a front runner at uh, for a while, and a lot of people thought he was the strongest candidate in the Democratic field. And he got run out of the race for so-called plagiarism. Now, I have read way more about the 1988 presidential campaign than any normal person should. Mm. I wouldn't recommend that anybody do that. But the way this story unfolded... That was just... the one with Ross Perot, though, right? And Clinton? No. No? Not in 88. That's 92. 92. Ah, H.W. Ah, okay. H.W. the first time. Dukakis ends up running against H.W. Bush. This Ah. is uh, to replace Reagan having... Dukakis. Dukakis ended up being the nominee. (sighs) And you got names like Gephardt and Dole and others. Yes. uh, In this race. But so why'd Biden get out? And this is going to come up. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a sickening example of the way presidential politics work. And it's, it's, it's worse now. And I wish, I've got so many disclaimers, I'm never going to get to it. I wish we'd just go with, like, I look at a candidate and I think, I'm not going to vote for that person because they're for more regulation and higher taxes. I don't care whether or not they said, uh, I'm going to have a beer or, or, or did this or did that or whatever. Th- those policies are why I'm not going to vote. Right. You can all argue about other, that other fluff. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not going to vote. Or I'm going to vote for that person because they want lower taxes and smaller government. And then whether or not their dog was on the roof at some point and arguing about that, I don't care. Oh, boy. Oh, but but that's right. just me. I'm a policy guy. The Mitt Romney story. So Vacationed with his dog on the roof. Well, the dog was sheltered. Oh, my God. Are we talking about this? So Joe Biden's running around Iowa, and he's running around the country giving his, uh, his speeches in 1987 the way you do running for president. And he's got a portion of his speech where he quotes this guy, this labor leader from Britain. And it's a pretty cool chunk of speech about... Um, uh, why I'm the first Biden in my family to go to college. And it's all about the opportunities that uh, that, that, that you're granted in the United States. It's actually pretty powerful stuff, but he's quoting a guy from England. He gave this speech 
a hundred times. I mean, over and over again with the same reporters in the room. In Iowa or New Hampshire, one of those states, he gives the same speech like the third time that day where he does that quote, but he doesn't mention who it was from. Mm. Maureen Dowd in the New York Times writes an article about how Joe Biden plagiarized a speech. Wow. Biden gets on the phone with the New York Times and says, come on, what are you doing here? You guys that are all my speeches, you know I mention the guy every single time. There's video of it. Right. What are you doing? Yeah. And uh, they just saw an opportunity to hammer him for that. Well, at the same time, somebody dug up an old plagiarism issue from college. Now, this was when he was, keep this in mind, he was in law school in 1965. That's when he was in law school. Wow. But he was a sloppy college student like me and and wrote a paper in which he had a bunch of citations and only did one footnote when there should have been more than that. And he got busted for it and got an F on the paper. Who hasn't done that? He said, I was a bad student. I was like a C student. I was a sloppy. But so the combination of sloppy footnoting in a paper in college and not mentioning this one particular time. This thing that he'd quoted and cited over and over again was enough for people to just jump on him and just relentless coverage on this, yeah. and he had to get out of the race. Wow. And that's the way presidential politics work. God, footnotes and notes. The bane of my education. Now, nobody knows. Horrible. Nobody knows still. Now, this is getting into the area where nobody cares. Nobody knows still who got that video to Maureen Dowd of him giving the speech where he didn't mention. Uh, where the quote came from. Everybody mm-hmm. suspects it was Dukakis's campaign. But anyway, the New York Times ran with it. And again, Biden was on the phone with them and saying, what are you doing? Right. You know you're there. You're in the room. I see you in the back of the room every time. And I mentioned the guy. This one time I don't mention the guy, I got lazy and you're acting like this is what I do. Like yeah. I'm pretending it's my words. Right. But that's the way it played out. Wow. That's back when the New York Times would go after a Democrat. That's one of the more notable yeah. aspects of that story. I don't know if that would still happen today in the same way that it was a... a, a Not a, against Trump, because they're part of the resistance. It was a lefty Michael Isikoff from Newsweek that, that did, broke the Clinton story. It was a lef, lefty Howard Feynman, also with Newsweek, who broke the whole Gary Hart's having an affair story yeah. that ran him out of the race, and he might end up being president. Yeah, But they used to do that just if there was any blood in the water or opportunity for blood in the water at all. I don't know if that's still true or not. You know, that's, uh, it's funny, Gary Hart, who's yet another minor character in presidential history for most people, I'd say, in the modern day. That was uh, seeing him speak at, uh, what was that event we were at? I don't even remember, but saw him do a seminar about foreign policy and that sort of thing. And he was one of the smartest, most serious human beings I've ever been in a room with. He just blew my mind with his insights and the rest of it. And I had to, I was forced to contrast that with the image of him I took away from the press coverage of his presidential race right. with the monkey business yacht and, and the cutie who was on his lap and the affair and the rest of it. And I had him in my mind like some coke snorting guitarist from a rock band. And then to be in the room with him, be able to converse and all, I was like, oh, wow, wow, wow. This is, this, it's beyond a funhouse mirror version of the guy. Right. He's unrecognizable. But that's why I said earlier, if you were going to design a system to pick a president, you couldn't come, hardly come up with a worse one. Well, and the don't, way, the way it gets don't covered, test me now. You know me. <laughs> the way it gets covered and everything you else. You could have monkeys hurling poo at pictures, and uh, you know that might end up better. I'm surprised because that I, we wouldn't go through such uh, a long, idiotic exercise in phoniness. I'm for the monkeys hurling their feces. Come to think of it, 
But if the main story that breaks through is, oh, yeah, I heard he quoted a guy and, and he's, you know, he's ripping off speeches and he cheated in college, that, well, you're done. Right. There's the narrative. You can't break through that. Yeah. Yeah. Your explanation is too long and boring. He was a pretty sucky student in college, although he, he got out of law school. I, I knew plenty of pretty sucky well, students sure, in college. Sure, absolutely. That who turned trust out great. Me, yeah. me of all people, I'm not I'm not trying to hang that around anybody's neck of so therefore you can't blank. No. <laughs> that you didn't take college very seriously. No, and, oh, that's just uh, the idea that you've got to be fully formed by the time you hit your 21st birthday or or we have no use for you. That's just well, like you say, that's part of the stupidity of politics. Uh, so we'll we'll play in a couple of minutes uh, Uncle Joe's uh, video for you a big a couple of big chunks of it. It's it is expressly almost exclusively an anti-Trump announcement, which is a hell of a strategy and goes against the conventional wisdom that I've been hearing out of the the usual suspects of late. We can't make this all about Trump. We've right. got to make it about kitchen table issues and. And, you know, what's good for families and what people actually care about, which I think is is right. But at least his initial blow is is almost unadulterated anti-Trump. And he is known as a guy, Joe Biden. He talks a lot. He just talks, 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 talks. And he often says things, you know, incorrectly or, or you know, I hate to use the G word because everybody uses that word. Uh, He's gaff prone, Jack. I'll what, say it if you don't have the courage. It'll be said 100 times on cable news today. But so the Dukakis campaign knew that he gets sloppy sometimes, and they they caught him quoting something without citing wow. it. Wow, wow. And so other campaigns will be doing the exact same thing this time around, knowing that every tent he's in in Iowa, New Hampshire, or anywhere, he's liable to say something. That, that they can bash him over the head with. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Which will a be great fun. process. <laughs> fun to watch, isn't it? <laughs> and he's ancient. Can't leave that out of the conversation. It's a million years old. Law school in 65. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.